Hello and welcome everyone to the new episode of X Vlog Live where I get a chance to sit down each and every week with some of the industry's movers and shakers and of course some of the best content creators in the business. Uh, we've had Jeff Grubb, we've had Miles Dompierre, we've had Jez Corden and today we have Gaz from Game On Daily. Now, I think you might know him. He does some of the best skits in the business. Obviously, <laughs> he's bringing it 100 today with a load of hashtag sauce. My brother Gaz, man, how are you? Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. You named some big names in the space out there. I feel honored that I could even be mentioned in such high esteem. But thank you so much, Boom. It's good to be back. How long has it been? How long has yeah, it been? Way too long. It's, thank it's you been, so much. It's certainly been way too long, that's for sure. Um, but listen, before we get into the topics, and we have a load of things to get into, uh, it's going to be a packed 60-plus minutes, uh, so get ready. We have big opinions. Obviously, this is X-Vlog, meaning that we're going to be talking about Xbox specifically. We're going to be talking about Games Fest 2022 and whether or not we trust uh, in um, you know in the host to deliver. And, of course, I'm talking um, about our good friend of the show, Jeff Keighley, um, listen, you might like him, you might hate him, you might feel lukewarm about Jeff, but you do have to admit that he is dedicated to this industry and he he does his best to try and represent it properly. Um, you know, the last couple of Summer Game Fest, they haven't really been, um, you know, top tier like you would expect from, you know, the end of the year program, you know, the Game Awards, which is gotten better each and every year we're going to discuss on what exactly that means what we can expect uh, we're going to talk about a, a list that has been making the rounds on social media of what xbox first party could look like starting in august and ending in december and man if this comes to fruition it is going to be a big deal but before we get into that uh, we got to open up with a little bit of serious talk, uh, and this this obviously uh, is, is very important to Game On Daily, to Asa, to the uh, to Gaz, to the people that work real hard on this channel. And Gaz, you know, I'm not going to talk anymore. I, I'd like you to explain to the uh, the fine folks because we do have people from Microsoft listening. We do have plenty of indie developers and publishers listening. So I kind of want you to get the message out there because when I heard this. I thought it was egregious. And to think that someone would stoop this low, well, I'm a retired New York City police officer, so it doesn't surprise me, but it also disappoints me. Please take it away, guys. T tell everyone what is going on. Uh, well, thank you for that and for taking stock off the issue. Basically, uh, I guess it's a sign that we made it. Mom, we made it, that people are fraudulently <laughs> trying to uh, run off our name. So it turns out some people, maybe organization, maybe an individual or other several, are using our name to get review. We barely request review codes uh, to the point where um, we barely do. So what happened was Warner Brothers contacted us and said, hey, by the way, just to check, this is you, right? We almost gave you a code for Lego Star Wars to this person. I'm like, no. Well, Acer flagged that up because it came to, they had the the foresight to check contact at gameondaily.com, um, which is on our YouTube channel. And had they not 
because they were very close to sending the code. The person was very persistent. We saw the email chain. Um, I was just kind of sucked. It's like, yo, we've just started. We've just started making a name for ourselves. You're going to put us blacklisted. It could potentially blacklist us because... Indeed, yeah. It does all be like, yeah, we gave you these codes. Where's your coverage for these codes? And we're like, what codes? <laughs> what yeah. So please don't do that. Uh, but there'll be people out there who do that stuff. I appreciate uh, F or any devs watching Phil Spencer. Um, yeah. Anyone from Microsoft or anyone watching uh, or any publisher, indie or otherwise, please check with us. We will liaise with you directly. We'll yes. call you if we need to. So please check. And no Gmail accounts. It will be a, either me at Game on Daily or contact at Game on Daily or support at GameOnDaily.com. But we will personally reach out to you to verify that. So there's a method there to double check. So please thank you, Boom, for giving us the opportunity to do that because the more people hear it, the better because people are shy. Uh, I don't know even if I can swear on this. Yeah, no, people you can say shy. People. people are shy. It's, it's the truth. Yeah. I had four I had four mates uh, from the UK on yesterday uh, from the Grumpy Gamer podcast. And uh, oh, okay. if you missed out on that, uh, it's, it's my – well – it's one of the shows that I do monthly. Called, it's a community spotlight, basically, opening up the community to new uh, faces and voices. And uh, they were the first one of the year, so, something Mrs. Boone wanted me to bring back in a big way. And we had a great time yesterday. But, you know, guys, listen, it's my pleasure to get the word out because, listen, um, it this business is hard. Uh, it, it, it takes a lot of dedication. There are a lot of sleepless nights. There are a lot of nights that you guys are up writing and getting things together. And it's pretty it's pretty scummy. To have someone come in uh, and pose as someone a part of the of of the hard work that you guys do to only then steal codes because that's that's really what they're doing they're literally stealing. And, yeah, it um, is, and I suspect I know who it is. It's Jason Schreier. Oh, no. <laughs> Jason Schreier, man, he is he is a real MF. There's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, I, I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting a skit to be made about uh, him being, being caught in the act and potentially <laughs> throttled, if you will, uh, on yeah. one of your upcoming skits. It would actually I, I'll write it for you if you'd like. And you just uh, you just act it out. It's fine. I don't want no credit. <laughs> I'll just be a ghostwriter. Um, listen, folks. Uh, first of all. I just kind of want to give people updates of the next couple of weeks. Uh, we have a, obviously Gaz is here today. Uh, next week, um, we have Ains from Seasoned Gaming joining us. And then the week after that, Colt Eastwood will be joining me to sit down one on one. And the following week, we have Asa, your, your partner, your oh, best wow. friend coming in. Uh, so we have, I mean, we have a stack deck. And of course, I'm working oh, on May as we speak. And uh, apparently, a lot of people like really dig this one on one conversation. You know, we get to know the person that I'm interviewing, we get some, some really good uh, commentary, because sometimes when you have a really big panel, it's tough to get everyone's opinion. But Guys, listen, um, I, I pulled up a list that I thought was extremely interesting, and I okay. want to grab your opinion on it. Now, obviously, this is a fan-made list, so take it with an, a grain of salt. It is our, or at least my opinion, we'll get what Gaz has to say momentarily. You know, one of the, um, the uh, criticisms, if you will, for Microsoft in 2022 is they're a little light up front when it comes mm -hmm. to first party content. And I think that with Game Pass being, you know, a real in, uh, important focal point to their business structure, 
we have seen some big games coming today. I mean, you know, Tunic may be only made by one person, but that's that's an incredible experience. You had Guardians of the Galaxy drop a couple of weeks ago. MLB The Show is in there. You know, we, we have some announcements of other games going in there day and date. But this particular list is interesting because it paints a picture of the second half of the year being absolutely monster-sized for Xbox, very similar to 2021, where, Gaz, as you know, uh, they won the Publisher of the Year Award from Metacritic for high for having the highest-reviewed first-party games. So this Not is the just list for the year. It's ever since their records began. That was yeah, yeah, moment. yeah. That's it. That, that's yeah, and and that's that's a fantastic point. But I'm gonna read the list to you guys, and I want to get your opinion on this. Now, Age of Empires four that released last year that got reviewed very well. Well, apparently, according to this fan made list, we are expecting it to drop in August for consoles. Now, that's going to be a big deal, guys, because it's never been on consoles before. In September. They have Deathloop dropping, and that's pretty much guaranteed because, obviously, uh, PlayStation had the year exclusive, and uh, Microsoft honored that deal. We have uh, Forza Motorsport dropping in October, and that wouldn't surprise me either because usually October seems to be the the, the right month for a uh, driving sim. And, of course, mm-hmm. Forza has released games in that month before. In November, the Big Daddy, the one that everyone is expecting to be Game of the Year, uh, Starfield from Bethesda, and closing out the year, Gaz, uh, is Redfall by the makers of Prey, uh, and of course, Deathloop. Um, what are your thoughts on this list? If, if this comes to fruition, how big mm. of a deal could this be for Microsoft? But more importantly, it, it appears, and again, folks, this is just an opinion. You might have one higher or lower than mine. These games that I just read out could easily rank in the high 90 meta category, making Microsoft potentially win publisher of the year back to back years. Yeah, oof, that I don't think it can win back to back years because if God of War comes out, yeah, okay. and that will be something that will dominate. Age of Empires, I, I mean, it's really good. Zorka's a huge fan of it uh, from RDX. And th- that coming to consoles, if it does, and I don't think that's out of the realms of possibility. That'd be good. Although, typically, the, I would say just to play Devil's Advocate, that would be that's best suited on PC. But if they map the controls well and right. seen that with Halo Wars, then that would be good. The big one really, well, the big ones are Redfall, Starfield, Forza, those three are big ones, but the biggest by far is Starfield to the point where it's almost being held out. And I can see the gameplay here of Elden Ring as the only real and God of War. Those three are the real contenders for game of the year. Yeah, Elden I agree. Ring, Starfield, and God of War. I think Elden Ring is quite uh, easily going to get it, but if Starfield is Starfield's up in the running, there, I will be. I will be shocked if Starfield beats it on Metacritic, irrespective of what your views are on Meta. Um, but to me personally, Starfield will mean a lot more than Elden Ring uh, does. But I don't think that list of yours is... I was expecting some crazy stupid list of some mad games, <laughs> but it's a very sensible list. And uh, Forza's the one 
that, that I'm actually going to be a little bit surprised about. I know people are gearing up for a reveal soon and a release this year, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It could quite, yeah, quite obviously happen. I just haven't seen much of the gameplay. Um, but Forza is going to be something... See, if Forza comes out and Starfield smashes it and Redfall, which I still, the murmurs say that it will get delayed into 2023. But if that comes out, then yes, Xbox could actually make last year look worse because Starfield hitting the right notes, Redfall doing decently well. I'm in my, without any detailed insight into it, I would say average highest 85 meta and Forza coming out and Forza is not going to be Gran Turismo. It's going to be a good game. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, but Gran Forza's going to absolutely on for uh gratuitous well i'm sorry i said thinking... what it's not gonna have though micro transactions to buy cars <laughs> i mean it probably will do but not in the egregious way bloody polyphony went about and doing it yeah. where it's so woven into the game's dna that it's just uh and they learned their lesson from forza motorsport 7 as well i'm sure and they've kept a key keen eye on what happened with polyphony uh, there's a massive sense of pride with races. So Dan and his team at Turn 10, they're going to really go hard. Forza is going to be amazing. And if Forza sucks, you can throw eggs at me. You can use this podcast, podcast. But I'm very confident. I'm so eager in what they're doing. If you know anything about Forza and the way the developers have been talking about Turn 10 and their pedigree in this space, Forza is the king of races, and this next Forza is really going to take it to another level because they sat down, took their time, and said, we're going to make this special. Instead of doing annualized or biannualized releases, yeah. they took their time. So Starfield and Forza come out this year. We are laughing. Plus, you mentioned Game Pass, which is already just coming up top. I have a backlog already. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a great year for Xbox. I really do think that. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because you know, the, in, you know, to open up the year, a lot of people, and again, no names to be mentioned here. We don't do that in this program. Uh, they, they, they were concerned for their first party output as opposed to what uh, Sony was intending to do. Now, here's the thing: mm -hmm. uh, on paper, and I've said this before, and this is not an insult because I have the games. I just haven't played all of them. Uh, well, actually, I would not buy Gran Turismo for ten dollars, let alone a dollar. I don't have that one, but. Mm -hmm. um, What's interesting is if you were to take a piece of paper, right, on paper, and you turn around and you say, okay, um, Horizon Forbidden West, check, right? Big AAA, gorgeous-looking game, follow-up to Guerrilla Games, ga you know, game of the year when it released, okay? Then yeah. you have Sifu, timed exclusive, but a good one nonetheless. That's, you know, right now it's only right available too. on PlayStation. That's a big one. And you turn around and say Gran Turismo. You know, Gran Turismo 7, it's expected to be the, re the the rebirth, the return of the, you know, the racing sim for PlayStation fans. But you see, on paper, it sounds like a banger year. And, and of course, you add God of, God of War on the back end, then you're like, wow, man, that, that's a, that, this is starting to look like a 2018 all over again for Sony. But mm. you see, in actual practicality and pre presentation, that's not, in fact, the case because horizon was buggy gorgeous looking game incredible story for the eight hours that i played 
but the bugs were were that riddled it forced me to stop playing it. I, I completely really? lost interest. Wow. Yeah, I completely lost interest in the game because I kept falling to my death, jumping off things that were I wasn't grabbing. The hitboxes on the di- on the on the, the Dinobots weren't 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 uh, hitting. I know they've had. Pa- I mean, I've, I think they've had about six patches since, and I think one mm. just released uh, this week. So I will eventually get back to it, and I'm sure that it is going to be a fine game. Um, Gran Turismo, well, there's there's nothing more to be said about it. it. It's rubbish. You know that. I know it. It's it looks terrible. It plays, I suppose, o- uh, supposedly okay. But when Turn Ten releases their masterpiece, it, it, the people are going to laugh. People are going to be like, "Look at this thing." You charge seventy. It should do. It should do. If for, if Turn Ten cannot make a laughing stock out of uh, Gran Turismo Seven, and they've got it on a silver plate, I'll be very surprised. I would. Be, I want, I, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say Grand Turismo Seven is terrible. Uh, people who have played it say the gameplay is it's decent. Visuals is are inconsistent, but they're not up to the pedigree of Grand Turismo. So I know I agree with you there. And well, you know what? I, mean, seen, I, I, yeah. I think what's disappointing, and again, I I I, I only play I, the last time I played a Grand Turismo, I think was three. Uh, it, at, it was after three they started to kind of uh, lose yeah. their luster a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously GT Sport came out, and it was it was okay. Some people dug it. I, I didn't like it. I'm going to be honest with you. It just wasn't for me. Um, and then the Sifu, What's 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 unfortunate about that game is that it got a lot of buzz. Looks great. Plays fantastic. It's hard. You know, it's it's a game that requires some skill. But unfortunately, it got overshadowed by what you see on your screen, very similar to Horizon. No one's talking about it. You know, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It, it is an absolute shame. Now, I would imagine it's going to be in the indie game of the year conversation for sure. Should and be. I'm not taking anything away from the developer and that game. That game is is beautiful to look at. And it's 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 a first of its kind. You know, like yeah, that amazing so game. It's an amazing game, very brutally hard, which is kind of I can understand why it would put people off. I haven't got back to it, but the game demands you almost to learn kung fu, basically, the <laughs> digital version of it. And it is a beautiful game. Yeah. Shame that it's got uh overshadowed, but ultimately the might is right, and Elden Ring is a something special, man. And I I haven't had a chance to spend nearly as much time as everyone else because of a multitude of things going on in my life. But this game, I ain't watching you play it right now. I'm just distracted by what I'm seeing. There's, <laughs> I love this it. This is great. a watershed moment for this generation, Elden Ring. For the entirety of this generation, Elden Ring will represent a watershed moment because developers will be keeping a keen eye on what From Software have achieved with this to try and replicate it. Oh, there's no Not doubt about it. Right. I mean, I, I just crossed 160 hours and I haven't beaten it yet. And I have no I, I have literally no ambition to beat it. I I am <laughs> made, I've made it to the final area, the final boss. I, I would imagine is maybe an hour or so away, but I just I'm enjoying myself so much finding different new summons and 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 new spells and new weapons and new armor pieces. Uh it's just it it's just and again, I'm not a souls person, so for me. This is a triumph uh, of, of an incredible magnitude because, you know, Souls people play these brutal hard hard games. I buy them. I put an hour in and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I want, I want to enjoy these games. But this is something special. 
definitely is. It really is. And that's, that's the thing. Anything that can even come in the conversation with Elden Ring for Game of the Year has achieved something spectacular. Elder, Starfield is the main contender. I don't think it will best it on Metacritic. It's, it's easy for me to say that when this is sitting on a bloody 97, for God's sake. But yeah. um, Starfield is something I'm more of a fan of because I like hard sci-fi. I like future set up in space. And I will book time off work to play. That I, I, you know, I, I know quite a few people that have actually put in their vacations for that because they just want to envelop themselves in this this uh, true to life uh, star star you know Star Wars adventure. You know, uh, and because they call it NASA like NASA like was it um, NASA punk like you know, NASA punk, punk. They call it NASA punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. kind of like a cyberpunk meets NASA. I, I, I'm in, I'm all in. I'm definitely all in for that for sure. Uh, but listen, before we get to one of the main topics, guys, I just want to catch up on some of the super chats. The first one comes to us from a very generous friend of the program, Drawn TJ. Drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Hi, Boom and Gaz, happy birthday, guys!" Which, from what I understand, is not your birthday. I don't understand it's how. It's not this my guy- birthday. <laughs> Please let it die. <laughs> He says, what's your thought on Activision deal going through? You guys should check out Hoaglog's new video. Hoaglog just dropped another video today. I mean, it was maybe like 10 or 15 minutes ago. I'm going to watch it. Um, listen, he's a very smart man. The guy knows his business. Yeah. Gaz, you, you, you're, people don't know. Gaz isn't just a guy that does skits. You know, you, you have a law degree. You are uh, in, in the business. What is your answer to this question? I, I mean. I am a lawyer, uh, but I am not in mergers and acquisitions like Hogue. We've had oh, Hogue yeah. on our show, and he is very, infinitely more knowledgeable in this sphere, but we had this very the same conversations with him, and he reaffirmed really what my thoughts were on the whole thing, and that um, this is a largely political uh, exercise. It is. I have no doubts, and you can call me out on it whenever this happens, I have no doubts whatsoever ever that this deal will go through it will go through one because it's political two it's microsoft do not underestimate how influential they are three it's an american company consolidating in a sea where you've got foreign investors circling there like tencent you think america will allow china to somehow circle around something like activism they will happen the only thing i would say is what are the conditions that are going to be placed on Microsoft as part of the deal? Because you've got all these senators and politicians who and the FTC want to make an example out of this kind of consolidation, especially in the tech industry. So it's a political exercise. They will want to make a statement. How could they ignore this 80 or $70 billion? People the numbers are astronomical. So they will try and do that. But really, Microsoft, and I saw you go after Senator Warren. What's her name? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know sauce. what? Listen, Boom's got it, the source. He goes I, for I politicians. I just go for journalists. Again. He goes for the bloody politicians. The government. He goes yeah. for the government. Do you think I can go for the government? I've got a Palestine shirt, but <laughs> trust me, I still can't go after the government like Boom did. Oh, my <laughs> God, you have sauce. <laughs> now, you know what it is? Uh, look, I understand opinions are opinions. I, but I think what bothered me about her, Senator Warren and what she said, was that 
it has nothing to do with what the FTC is made for. FTC does not care about workers' conditions. And she's supposed to know that. So to mm. lead on this tweet saying that she's rallying around these other very loud people that like to scream. You ever seen Bernie Sanders? The guy all he does is scream, right? <laughs> uh, Mr. Booker is another guy. Very, very loud man. Likes to be the, 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 the loudest one in the room. And sometimes they kind of put their foot in it, so to speak. And them saying that if Microsoft were to get a hold of Activision, somehow it would be, it would be worse for workers is not only lying, it is preposterous at best. Microsoft is number nine in the world out of the top 10 as the best places to work. I, yeah. I mean, so to, to, to make those accusations publicly on a social media presence like Twitter, I think is reckless. I, I think it's foolhardy at best, especially when they're getting it wrong. Which is yeah, I mean, there's politicians though. You give too yeah, much no, to they politicians; they're known for just being idiots or wrong or just completely not knowledge. Especially when it comes to gaming. Come on, boom! But politicians have been notoriously out of touch with gaming, and in this case, it's so obvious that Warrens didn't even look at anything beyond the headlines because you have a company that has a history of flagrant breaches. Then you've got a top 10, like you said, I think it's in the US, I don't know if it's the world, best yeah, places to yeah, work. It's country, it's this country. country. Yeah. It's the country, but, but like top 10 country to work. Finally, the employees see a light at the end of the tunnel. Finally, you have some respite for all these people. And you think all of a sudden, just because of the fact that it's been consolidated, it's going to be overtly negative. There was no detail in her statement nor the, any of the politicians in their statements there was a concern that they raised this was pure posturing i understand the democrat parties lining up to do that i don't align either way by the way just because i know what people are like um but the you know it's just it's just posturing politicians are really going to try and make a meal out of it the sheer value of it will bring it into unprecedented levels of scrutiny yeah. But I think the main thing to understand, the question is, what are the conditions that Microsoft may have to buckle purely because of the sheer number involved? Exclusivity. Are they going to be forced to make... Call of Duty is the one that's... Oh, I'm not going to go into that whole thing, but what about Overwatch? What about Diablo? What about all these games? World of Warcraft? Will they be forced to do what Bungie do and become publishers... I, 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 I personally don't think that there is going to be any concessions. I'm going to be honest with you because they've already. Be yeah, no, I, I, I look again. I, I think the deal is going through. I think that this is this is look the deal that that rivals this in regards to were there concessions and and should we have concerns was the Disney Fox deal. Right. That yeah. that took about a year that went through as many countries as Activision is active in. They have 17 locations outside of the U.S. and the U.K. So, yes, it's this is going to take this is going to take some time. But I, I don't think they're going to be concessions because what that's going to open uh, Microsoft to do is sue the FTC. You know, they, yeah. they are spending 70 billion dollars on this franchise. And what's interesting, and I've said this before, and I really don't want to go down this path too much because we do have a show to get to. But I have to bring it up is that even with the deal done, they're still number three. And like we talked about on primetime gaming, Sony not only bought seven studios last year, a total of seven studios in 18 months, they intend to buy more. And with that yeah. said, Gats, right? 
They just announced their own streaming service, and their streaming service is more money than Microsoft's. So there is something to be said about, hey, listen, you can't say Monopoly when our number one rival is spending all of this money. They just re- they just announced their, their own streaming service to rival ours. You're, you're basically... All, all the FTC wants to do is make sure of two things. One, there isn't going to be a monopoly and somehow business is going to be uh, – other businesses are going to be suffering because of this merger. And more mm. importantly, us, the consumers, are we going to be bent over a barrel? Is, is Game Pass going to go from $15 a month to $50 a month once this deal is done? That is what they're concerned about. And I think that, that Microsoft has smart enough lawyers – that are paid millions and millions of dollars to get up there and say, hey, listen, you, you're concerned about monopoly? Well, you can't be because everyone else is consolidating. Everyone is spending yeah. money. Everyone is creating these services. We're already here. We just want this company. So again, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I don't see this deal. I see it taking a bit, maybe a bit longer. I just don't see it not going through. And I don't think there's going to be concessions because – Call of Duty, and I've said this before, you, folks. You got to understand something. I know that there's a big, big you, you, people getting their feelings, guys. Call of Duty should be made uh, 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 first party and first party only because Sony would do it. Here's the thing, folks. Okay, we're us, the hardcore, the nearly 300 people we have here. You don't got to tell us to go to get Xbox Game Pass, right? Because we we are already here. But just imagine for a second. They're going to be making money because Sony's going to have to give them 70, 70% of the revenue of every Call of Duty game sold, right? They're going to keep their 30. They're going to get 70. But this is where it being exclusive doesn't make any doesn't make a difference because the people are I going agree. to come. I agree with if you. If you were to drop the Series S to 250 bucks and slap Call of Duty on there, and it's packaged in there with a month or three months of Xbox Game Pass. Do you know how many people are going to leave Sony? 85% of Sony PlayStation 4 sales were the normies, were the casual audience. They yeah, will 100%. leave Sony. They will oh, leave 100%. because it's, they don't want to spend 70 bucks when they can spend 15 Exactly. I'm glad you mentioned that. So this is one of the things, even when I made my source video, the day it was announced that Activision Blizzard was bought out, I said then if they, Xbox is being charitable, that they would do, you know, they would make it multi-plat, but ultimately it doesn't matter because you're on the one hand paying full price, yep. you're getting it for free on Game Pass with a multitude of of games that even the most hardcore of uh, PlayStation fan members routinely say it's unsustainable. Why? Because it's too good to be true. Really, that's what it is. But you're right. That's a win. That's basically exclusivity without it being such because (laughs) you're getting it. Like you said, the Series S bundle, great example of how you can market it. And it doesn't need to be exclusive. That could be the primary weapon in which Xbox or Microsoft advertises Game Pass to the normies, to the masses. Call of Duty, get it for free on yep. Game they can They can utilize those words, by the way. Yeah, um, they could, and they people get hung up on the free could. thing. But guys, but I, I, I want to add something else to this conversation. I, I mean, figure we're here. We might as well talk about it. People are going crazy in the chat. They want us to talk about it. So that's yeah. what we're going to do. We're, we're going to pivot. We're going to call an audible at the line here. Uh, yeah. You and I, uh, as well as the incredible team over at, uh, at Game On Daily, have heard that Microsoft may be 
right? We've heard this from Jez Corden. We've heard this from Miles Dompierre. We've even heard Jeff Grubb talk about it, a friend of this program, where mm -hmm. they are in the process to drop another piece of hardware this year in, 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 in the sum of a, uh, you know, a stick. It comes with a controller, yeah. 99 bucks. Now, just imagine... This little box, this little attractive $99 package that says Xbox. Now, it's not going to happen this year because they don't own them yet. But just imagine at some point when they're selling these things. First of all, $99 on any electronics, if you know, is an almost an impulse buy, right? It's, mm -hmm. It goes right off the shelf. But just imagine in this packaging, they throw a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 17 on there. And you get your controller, you get your little stick, 99 bucks. These things are flying off the shelves. And what's interesting is because it's hardware, it's considered a hardware sale. I have a funny, I have a funny uh, opinion on this, guys. Microsoft is circling the wagons to potentially become market leader because not only do they have already have a cheaper console in the Series S, they could have the $99 console play on your TV streaming. And for a lot of people that don't play games and don't spend a lot of money, that's an attractive package because every, see the one thing that's interesting is that five, 10 years ago when streaming services, they weren't a thing guys, the normal everyday people who don't play games didn't know what they were, but everyone knows what Netflix is. Everyone knows yeah. what Hulu is. Everyone knows what uh, uh, Paramount plus is. And Game Pass will eventually become into that conversation. What do you think about that? Mate, that, okay, wh whether or not this $199 thing should be counted in hardware sales, that's going to be a fun, fun one. That's I mean, some people are going to say nay. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see, possible, I can see the storm from that one. <laughs> but, uh, it would be it would be a master stroke it's like a pincer movement like the series s was yeah. how many people derided the series the trojan s? horse if you will absolutely i mean accessibility is the main thing like you said a lot of people aren't like the hardcore they don't demand the highest of the high like we are everyone in this chat they will be casuals who will be more than happy with the streaming device as a significant amount is routinely spent on streaming tech you're almost dead there in the game wow sorry i'm getting distracted um but <laughs> yeah so no that would be huge it's another tool you have to understand as well for people their viewers who watch this show from all over the world. There'll be people in Brazil, like where, or Argentina, or, you know, where the economy is, is not great because of what's happening in the world. And they tell me the way the prices are so stupid, the way they match up with the economies. PlayStation's stupid $70 does not yeah. match up there. And I mean, look like in easier... Canada, it's $105. That's for ridiculous, a Sony man. That's ridiculous. So making Game, game Pass already made it great that you can even access it on your phone now today if you've got Game Pass. You add that more with a device like that to your TV, becoming synonymous with that almost Netflix model. It's it's a win-win. Whether or not that's happening, I don't know. It seems like inevitable. It's inevitable. They've talked about it. Phil Spencer has said it. It's obviously if you're gearing so much focus on the service then why add steps to it a little yeah. fire stick is just removing another barrier for other people who choose to employ that option and play those games like that 
Um, so yeah, no, absolutely, it'd be interesting. I would love it, to see it, how that works. I, I put it to this way: uh, one of the, the 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 big takeaways from the Activision deal. I mean, listen, you could look at it from several ang- several angles. Uh, mm-hmm. From the PC angle, getting Blizzard under first party is big, right? Uh, they're yeah. going to be able to make Blizzard great again. Uh, they have an opportunity <laughs> to, uh, to, yeah, to, to actually make people care about uh, about what was a beloved um, um, developer, right? Everyone yeah. loved Blizzard until Blizzard just didn't care about their fans, and you know, management moves ruined the brand. And Microsoft oh, has a chance to bring that back with proper leadership, right? So, and and then you look at King. I, I think that out of all of the, the 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 scenarios, King is the biggest one because it opens Microsoft into mobile. And and I've said this before, and I don't know if this is going to happen, but I, I can see it happening. Game Pass for mobile. Yeah, no, you know I mean, Game Pass for they, mobile makes complete sense. I you mean, know, you 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 pay your five dollars a month. Right, and you get all of these perks for games like uh, Candy Crush. You know, every month you get these perks, and just imagine people—you know, a hundred million people paying five dollars. Well, I'm not a mathematician, but that's five hundred million dollars. Yeah. So well, absolutely no. That I mean, mobile gaming. People may scoff at it here in the West, but there are other countries, like mentioned, like Brazil, where their mobile gaming is huge, and they're not tremendous. playing. They're not just playing bejeweled of country to what you may think. They're playing like <laughs> PUBG. They're playing COD. They're playing Fortnite. They're playing these games because the barrier of entry is low. So that you were mentioning a five dollar like monthly subscription just for mobile, it's poised for it. Once the tech still in alpha, but cloud needs to start doing things better. It's always a matter of time. As soon as that happens, it's inevitable. This is what makes Microsoft so dangerous in this space. The conversation has completely changed from, remember, I mean, a lot of the naysayers of Xbox were saying Xbox is going to go away. Now it's like, no, it's too much. Some, (laughs) sorry to say the word, ponies are begging Senator Warren, please cancel the deal. deal. (laughs) Yeah, this Sony's too small. It's going to destroy the gaming industry. What a shift in conversations. But no one can compete in that space other than Google, other than Amazon. This is someone massive like that. Not PlayStation stands no chance to yeah. do that. It does not simply have the infrastructure to even compete on that level. That's why they had to yeah, bend the knee. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, the, the old adage that, you know, they poked the sleeping bear and now he's awake. And uh, oh, Microsoft yeah. finds billion themselves. Billion dollars a week. <laughs> yeah, they find themselves in. Uh, a, 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 I mean, this is why Jim Ryan continues to say, "No, no, we're not done. We're going to continue to buy because they understand uh, of the. Uh, at this point, and again, this is not being disrespectful. They are ice skating uphill. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I try, I try to, you know, I try, I try to keep it. Must uh, be nice, but he really wants to sh- all over PlayStation. Sh- all over PlayStation. Let me do. I will. Sh- Oh, over PlayStation. No, I. Sorry, apologies. This, see, but this is what the people tuned in for, guys. I want you to. You're not disappointing. Listen, let me just continue with the super chats. We have Raiden Blade drops a two pound super chat. I think you're familiar of this character. He says, "Boom, hey, bro, you got Mister Source into the room, Gaz, and he is here. And thanks for being here, Raiden Blade. Definitely appreciate that. We have Danny Passion Official." He drops a two dollars. He says, "Gaz, an expensive man these days." Oh, Gaz, not Gaz. <laughs> and- you, nah, 
my rates are very high at the moment, and I'm not talking about my you. lower. Listen, you, you, you understand your worth. There's nothing wrong with that. That that is good business. Jacob Novick drops a two dollars super chat and says, "Could finally get the X fridge and uh, and a twenty four stack of Pepsi." Listen, man, good on you for that. I don't drink soda. I, I well, I do. I have one six ounce glass per day, and it's ginger ale. I'm boring, folks. What can I tell you? Dan Otaku drops not one. But two super chats, and the first one of five dollars says Microsoft can't win POTY even if they got all ninety plus for the rest. Uh, I mean, you know, publisher of the year is what he meant uh, for the rest of the year because Metacritic counts Crossfire X as oh, an Xbox. Well. Yeah, that is a pretty bad <laughs> oh, game. Crap. Well, is... there goes that conversation. Yeah. Bloody well, Crossfire I did, X. I didn't even consider even that. That is something to be considered. And in the good, yeah. good grab, uh, Don. And the second one says a uh, five dollars says. Also, there's a chance that um, Peniment, Josh Shaw- Sawyer's game, and Grounded 1.0 making this year. Yeah, I mean, Grounded 1.0, which is the official launch of it, it gets moved out of uh, early access. Uh, that, that, yeah, that could be something. That's 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 also interesting. Uh, Danny Passion Official drops an additional two dollars. Which says, I also traded uh, Horizon Forbidden West due to performance issues. See, this, I'm not I'm not making this up. Drawn TJ drops an, uh, an additional two dollars from chat and says, I'm excited for the new test drive game. Yeah, I, I'm an old school test drive dude. Uh, Donald Taco drops a third super chat, brother. Thank you so much for the generosity. He says, Elden Ring will win game of the year only because Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed to 2023. Starfield <laughs> has to be um, uh, the magnus opus of Bethesda to beat Elden Ring, and you might be on to something. This is the this is the darling of the year. There's no doubt about it. Drawn TJ drops an additional super chat. Thank you for the uh, uh, generosity. Uh, Drawn TJ says, uh, uh, LOL, got you guys with the happy birthday statement. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) So, oh, yeah, we got Colt Eastwood is in the chat. Colt, what's up, brother? If you missed out, uh, we had a double podcast uh, representation Monday, 90 minutes on my show. Then me and Mag went over to his show for two hours. Great my job. Back, yeah, it, it, thank you. It was it was nerve-wracking. I had butterflies, and the next day my back was a what? disaster. You didn't have butterflies. You're a monster of the craft now. <laughs> this is easy for you. Don't lie. Yeah, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, believe it or not, I, I literally had butterflies because, you know, it's a, it's a big show, so you want to deliver and make sure everyone is enjoying it. But Listen, um, Gaz, I, I do want to move on to the, the – well, this was one of the topics. We obviously kind of shifted a little bit, but this is a big one. Uh, E3 mm-hmm. is canceled, and uh, I'm not surprised by this at all. E3 has what you know people have been talking about for what quite some time, dying. Dying, it, 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 it's, it's very costly for these companies. Um, you're getting less and less for your buck. I was very fortunate thanks to the guidance – of the Iron Lord podcast. I went to E3 2019. Um, yeah, I spent a pretty penny. I spent about 2500 you know, food, you know, uh, you know, everything that goes with traveling. And it was the best 2500 bucks I've ever spent. I had a blast. Uh, and nice. we were hoping to go back. And, next, and, and it's funny, we had already set everything up for 2020. And then the pandemic hit. And, you know, well, you know, that's history. But it's no more. Uh, and we don't know. I mean, they have the ESA has come out and said that we will be back in 2023. Hard to believe it, uh, to be honest with you, considering they're up. They're really uh, they're really up, a, a, up, up, up a creek, so to speak. Um, and I don't know if it can come back. See, that, that that's what's interesting, because 
you know, Sony uh, pulled out of the ESA. They weren't doing it with them. Nintendo was doing their own thing. EA left the ESA. They were doing their own thing. The only one that was on, the only big one that was supporting it was Microsoft. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of money they were spending. So it's canceled. And now we have um, Jeff Keighley uh, is uh, going to be doing his Summer Games Fest. Now, there's a lot to be talked about here uh, because mm. now, listen, his end of the year event known as the Game Awards has elevated itself in a way that you can only tip your cap to it. You can you can say I don't like Jeff because he's a, a a PlayStation first guy, and if that's if that's your feeling, I understand that, and I'm not going to argue with it. But we're not talking about his love for PlayStation and his di- or, or or not for Xbox. I don't think that's the case. I just think that he has friends in Sony and that's his preferred platform and and, and he's allowed to do that. Hmm. The problem, the issue, the question that is being asked by many people in the industry is E3 is much bigger, much larger, more eyes are on it than the Game Awards. And even though he has excelled in the Game Awards in the last few years, there are questions of whether or not he can replicate that considering the last two summer events have not really been favorable. Um, They have been at best good um, and at worst very forgettable. Um, You know, they, they were very confusing. There was a lot going on. They didn't seem to have any order to it. Whereas E3 had it set up, you know, Sunday evening was uh, Microsoft's. Uh, the next day was Sony's in the after, in mid-afternoon. Nintendo's was on a Tuesday at, uh, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon. And everyone had their shows and it was an order that we as fans could follow and, and co- content creators could schedule these casts around. And yeah. that wasn't the, that wasn't the case, guys. So, I mean, listen, uh, you know, obviously mm. Jeff cares about the industry. And a lot of people, you know, they don't care for Jeff. I hear you. I like Jeff a lot. I think he really does care about the industry, and he wants to see the industry continue to put that 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 best step forward. So I'm looking forward to it. But my question to you is, what do you say to the fans that have no confidence that this, that that we can get a repeat of the last two years? So. I'm actually quite confident in Jeff delivering, not because of his past performance, because the shows, in fairness, the Video Game Awards, great show as far as the awards are concerned. It gives some big, big announcements, no less than the Series X announcement and Hellblade 2's reveal, for God's sake. That's quite big. But um, I, you know, last his show was riddled with ads. It was basically an ad with some game, game announcements sprinkled in. But See, Jeff isn't Jeff. People say does it for the love of gaming, maybe. But to be more than that, he is quite a smart businessman, and this year represents to him a very rare opportunity to capitalize on the absence of E3. Do not believe any statement of his crocodile tears about E3 disappearing. He is licking his lips. He's got his moisturizing lotion in hand and he is rubbing his hands so violently that he's stoking flames between them because this is the opportunity for Summer Games Fest to really shine. That order you talked about, he's going to be talking to Microsoft of Sony, Nintendo, and incentivizing everything to get them to do whatever 
he can to show on Summer Games Fest. This is his best opportunity to actually put a nail in the coffin of E3. If anyone hyper accelerates the demise of E3, it could actually be Jeff Keighley because he is going to ramp it up because with E3, there are so many costs involved. Costs involved, logistical issues involved that all the companies e, have had to The ESA charged a pretty penny, guys. Uh, they they were not cheap. Um, and, not. Uh, you know... It, a digital-only event yeah. could kill any... You know, everything's moved to a thing. This is the thing with COVID. I'm working from home. Don't tell my work. But I'm working from home. And I, you know, everyone's working from home. It's moved that, like, the necessity. People saw the desire for Nintendo's Direct. That was more than enough to satiate gamers. I will say I want E3 back. And that's a whole separate conversation. I will be so sad. Mostly because I want to meet all of you guys at E3. I can meet you guys at E3 yeah, and, really and give you hugs, punch the guys I don't like and then we can have a great time as I terrorize people in the space I do that a lot if you haven't seen my old, very very old content I terrorize developers a lot by just being a troll but being nice to them but more than that I just like I whilst the personal touch is missing on something like E3 Jeff Keighley knows the stakes this could be an incredible year for shows mostly because Jeff will want to literally put the nail in the coffin in E3 for his benefit. And he is not going to be, you know, completely mute to the to the criti criticisms of Yeah, he's listening for sure, Fest. no doubt. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Maybe pad out the advertising. There were a lot of people who went after him. And yes, he's a Sony guy. So obvious he's a Sony guy. His mouth is literally stitched to Hideo Kojima as well. But um, I won't say which side of him. But really, no, this is going to be... I'm excited, at the same time, sad. I'm sad that E3's gone. I couldn't get to meet Colt. I don't get to meet all my in-laws. I don't get to meet you. I don't get to meet all the people in the space. How much fun would we have? It would be the it maddest be... Project X party version two. We would get arrested. Yeah, it would, be, it would be trouble. I mean, the, I, mean listen, I, I will say this. Um, the one of the things, you know, like, look, first of all, I experienced my first E3 ever. So it was incredibly overwhelming from a, 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 an excitement uh, a point of view. I was there covering for the channel, which, you know, it was work. Literally, we would be leaving the uh the place where the, wherever we were at, at the ea show or the uh, xbox show or whatever and we were running back to you know the the, the campus that we had because it was a big space and we yeah. were all you know going right into the computers and writing and setting things up so it was but but as crazy as it was as nerve-wracking as it was to get the, the content out there one of the most enjoyable aspects was meeting people in real life. Can't put I went value to a rooftop party in LA with <sighs> King, with uh, with Cog, <laughs> with Ains from uh, you know uh, from Season Gaming. I got a chance to meet so many of these content creators that I worked with, and it was pretty incredible. Like it was, we were partying for the entire night. It was just something very very special. <sighs> And uh, you're right. And not again. This is why I hope at some point they do bring something back. I know that you know if you if you if you've ever heard Phil Spencer talk specifically about the fan base and E3, he really wants to bring the people to an event because he loves 
the excitement that we show and he gets excited. He gets goosebumps on top of the stage because he's in, introducing a new game and we're all excited and we're cheering yeah. and everyone's yelling, Phil, Dominus, Maximus, Aurelius, Spencer, and he loves hearing that. <laughs> and, That's only uh, King who's doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely King was doing that for sure. But it, it's, it's something that, it, look, uh, again, for anyone that's never experienced it, and I got lucky, I got very lucky that I got a chance to experience it at least once. I do, I so do lucky. hope it comes back because I, I want, I want to go back and do it again. I think, the, I think they should do it again, but they should cut it off from the public and only allow maybe content creators and journalists. Yes. In. Yeah, I think so. Not to be like, oh yeah, screw the filthy casuals, but really, <laughs> I think. It's so stupid when you have. I go to. I'm going to Gamescom this year, and I'm telling you right now, they had three hundred thousand people. Or something stupid. You don't get to play a game for like six hours. You queue up to play a game for five minutes. It's not worth it. I feel. That I I, I waited redone. three and a half hours for Borderlands Three. Why would you do dying. that? What the f is wrong with you? Borderlands Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean. Listen, I mean, every, Tina all the other games had even good. longer lines. So I was like, I'm going to play something, damn it. You know? Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. And because we were pressed then, we skipped. Also, <laughs> talked a lot of absolute shiz and said, hey, we just spoke to Molly at PlayStation. Can we go see Killzone Shadowfall? This is when the consoles were being released. We went through every, skipped every. We were actually media, but we didn't. For, we were tiny. We're still tiny, really. But you have to blag it a little bit to get into these shows. Sure. Well, we did and still i felt sorry for the people who waited for hours and barely got to play uh it was like we did coverage of it we were pressed but still like it has to be cut off from the public but i don't think e3 will do that because they need to recoup money and that's the only way they will do it and yeah. the way to incentivize it after this year they have to offer some carrots to microsoft sony nintendo all the big publishers whatever Indeed. um and they will, whatever, cut of profits, whatever, sharing, whatever, they will need to bend over backwards to facilitate these people. So uh, I don't think it will be a, a non-public event, but let's see. Yeah, let's they, see. They, they're, they're definitely going to make, 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 I mean, they'll have a certain subset of amount of tickets that are available for the, for the non-content creators because they want to make money. This is, it's a business, right? Yeah. Uh, real quick, i got to thank Zat uh, Zatanna. Uh, Bethany in the chat, she drops a two dollar super chat and says, Sauce up Hi. the like button, indeed, absolutely. It's Thank you so much for that. Uh, yes, there's almost uh, let's see, almost 400 people here, guys. Let's uh, let's hit that Sweet. like button, folks. Um, and uh, let's see who else we also have. Chris R drops an outstanding five dollars super chat, and Chris says, The ESA seems pretty scummy, but I do have love for what E3 does. It's fun having a huge week to look forward to. For gaming, not exactly when it's scattered. Yeah, see that that was the problem with what happened with uh summer games fetons. Jerron TJ drops an additional and very generous ten dollar super chat and says maybe Microsoft should host E3 from now on uh, since they are the only ones there. LOL, but for real, I think it would be great. Well, they are gonna have their own show. That's that's a fact. They're gonna do a 90-minute show with Bethesda. I can guarantee you that a good 15 or 20 minutes, Todd Howard's going to get out there and say, here's Starfield, and it's going to be gameplay, and then we're all going to walk away, and we're going to just be amazed. I'm going to say game of the year 2022. <laughs> Spoiler! And, uh, you know, listen, it's going to be what it's going to be. 
Um, but look, uh, I, I got a chance, and I know and this, you just talking about meeting Colt. I met him and his wife at E3. We got a chance to hang out. It was You're so awesome. lucky. It was awesome to hang out with him. I met a lot of, and that's the thing. I met just about, I met every executive that you could possibly meet at uh, at Microsoft's Fan Fest. You know who I didn't meet? Phil Spencer. Meet Phil Spencer. You know He's why? The I didn't one. Meet, do you he know basically the, met you know, no one? Do you know why? <laughs> I didn't meet Phil Maximus uh, Spencer, uh, Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer, because I was online getting autographs for from the the, the fine folks at uh, Three Four Three Industries, and they were awesome. They were awesome to what? hang out with. You yeah. got Three Four Threes over Phil Spencer. And look how the how I didn't know the Halo Infinite know. turned out. What the hell? Phil <laughs> didn't tell me he was coming. I didn't get the call, so I was hanging out with Three Four Three, and you know, I, I, I listen. It's just. I, the interaction with the fan fest, especially Microsoft's fan fest, they treat you like a rock star. And all of the executives there, yeah. everyone is there. I got a chance to hang out with Rod Ferguson and talk about oh. Gears Five. I got a chance to. Uh, to I, it's just I, I'm, I've met a ton of people over there. It was it was unbelievable. Um, that, so listen, that's amazing. I can't, I'm so jealous of you. I've seen the pictures of you and Cole and everyone and King. Oh man, I can't wait to meet the Lords and Kurt, Cole, Eastwood, and you. All of us, man, just it's having. It's going to be a blast. I, and I think, I good think, it, I think, I think they are going to bring it back. And, and yeah, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If the ESA can't bring it back, I definitely can see Microsoft doing something where they're going to have mm -hmm. a two day event because they want the fans there. They want people to come in. And they want them to hang out, and they want them to play their games, and they want them to get excited. And I, I hope that that, that doesn't, uh, in fact, happen. Hey, listen, uh, we have a, a, a super chat that came in from Lazy Couch Gamer, five dollars, uh, five pounds, I should say. He says, "Hi, Boom. Your weapon art has a, a follow-up attack. Press L. Yeah, yeah, I know. I do it all the time. The L two. He does the the, the 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 hit, and he jumps back." It's my it's my signature move. I can't get rid of this weapon. 160 hours in, I have 17,000 swords and ones that cord blood blood damage, and I just I cannot get away from this. I actually just changed my armor. I actually found better armor than this, which, which is bonkers. Um, you have to look yeah, Your weapon's level... glowing red. I look like a peasant in my game. What the hell? Are you fighting all kind of things? This guy's got wheels for hands with laser blades, and I'm still fighting bloody foxes. What the hell? <laughs> and the, and yeah, the, these the, these are, are like chariot characters, and they're no joke. They they put you inside and they tear you to pieces. You'll see. I'm gonna get killed. Look um, at the design on these. This is why um, this game is amazing. Two, you know I'm two, I fact... just hit level 240, uh, as a matter of fact. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, 240. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's an addiction, folks. Uh, it is listen, an addiction. Uh, I, I am going to say that um, we are. We just hit the one-hour mar uh, mark. Uh, obviously, oh. you know, it's it's it. We, we can go. Another, if you got another 15 minutes to spare, we can we can go another. I'm here. Minutes. Let's not end the show, people. Okay. There's 400 people watching. Let's keep going. If you want to okay. go, this is your yeah, show. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely do because I we actually skipped over a particular topic, and I do want to get your. Uh, you know, look, Microsoft. We know they have a lot of money. Right. We yeah. know that they are in third place, but they want to be in first place, guys. They want to be in mm -hmm. first place in, and, and they've and they're working their way to become the market leader. Uh, Sony finds themselves in a bit of a pickle because they can't get their consoles to gamers. The PlayStation 5. I don't know. I mean, with this speculation that there is a yield issue 
where okay. every two that come off the line, one's got to go back on because it's overheating and it's not working properly. And maybe that's why. Well, we have a story coming from purexbox.com where apparently, according to the report, Microsoft has paid extra to get more Xbox Series X and S chips so their stock is packed. And listen, there may be some truth to this because obviously in uh, the March MPDs, both in the U.S. and in America, Microsoft outdueled PlayStation. Now, there are some detractors saying that, well, Microsoft shouldn't count the Series S versus the PlayStation 5 because it's the cheaper. <laughs> and you're laughing, but I'm seeing this narrative, and I find it to be preposterous. Anyway, I mean, it's a, it's a $300 piece of hardware that has an Xbox brand on it. Why wouldn't you count it as a console? I have no idea. But again, I'm, I'm going to read to you exactly from the report, and this comes to us from uh, – uh, now, they're quoting – the Xbox Era podcast. Obviously, you know John and Nick very well. So do I. I consider them to be very, very close friends of of, of mine. And this is what they uh, they're quoting exactly. I believe it was Nick that said this. He said around April last year, I got a DM saying Microsoft was going to have a lot of consoles available this fall, and they did in the end, didn't they? And this is Nick, special Nick uh, of the Xbox Era podcast, and he continues, Gaz. He says, Xbox paid for chip priority at the factories, which is why we saw so much more and are still seeing so much more Xbox in stock now. To me, mm -hmm. it's a smart investment. And he's on to something because my local GameStop and Target right now have the Series S in stock. In fact, they have six at Target and six at the GameStop. Now, the Series X that has been, you know, obviously it's the big daddy. Everybody wants this. Well, we are hearing that they shipped more Xbox Series X in the month of March than when the actual console launched. And if that, in fact, is true, well, that's wow. the reason why that they won MPDs. And they will continue because they keep paying for chip priority. Now, also to take into account, to bring Jez Corden into the conversation on this past week's um, Xbox Two podcast, uh, uh, he specifically said yes. that because the AMD is now putting those chips, uh, putting AMD chips into the surface, Microsoft could have used that to their advantage to say, hey, listen, we need more chips. You need chips. You need computers to put those chips in. Let's work out a deal. And we know that they have a close relationship with AMD. Is this a smart business move? Absolutely. I saw so many people being outraged, you know, which contingent I'm talking about. How of course dare they do. They? Yes. How dare they spend their business money? Move. How dare they? They buy ship choice. It's so bad. Are you... Are you morons? Do you not understand how bloody business works? Literally, Microsoft said, hey, by the way, look, we're giving this much money, just prioritize, can be X, X number of chips. Supply and demand. It's just like, here we go. Buy some chips. If there was a PlayStation who had done that, the same characters would have been celebrating how smart a business move it was. It's not even a smart business move. It's basic common sense. Like, you want, we're building X number of things. We have an existing relationship 
We're in the PC space and the laptop space and the smartphone, whatever. All this space, they will need the silicon. They'll pay for priority. They know they've got consoles coming out. They got know they've got two SKUs out. Of course, they're going to pay. They're going to pay. And if they have paid more than... The, there was always going to be a battle between... Like, there's a negotiation here. There's so many facets to business. But are you really going to full outrage over the fact that my Xbox paid AMD for more shit. It's business. What do you think they want to do? You think it's a charity? Lie down and PlayStation kill us, please. No, so <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. And I laugh at how these idiots who call themselves content creators will routinely cry about stuff like this. They're so stupid. That's the yeah. word, stupid, that you don't understand business. How is it egregious? They paid for my uh, chip priority. Explain that to me. How is that stupid? Well, I, I, I actually have a better question oh, for you, uh, Gaz. How come they don't ask Jim Ryan to spend more to get them their consoles? <laughs> Bro, you're talking to the same people who bent over backwards. No Vaseline with the PlayStation Plus. Whatever the hell that was supposed yeah. to be Spartacus. I said, that's great, Jim Ryan. I'm so glad this stupid, hollow, misleading statement that their first party quality would dwindle or dilute if they did day and day. PlayStation. Absolute nonsense. How yeah, you know does what? that have you any know, bearing? Being that you brought that up, just... listen, I mean, obviously, you know, you're here. We're going to go. We're, folks, listen, FYI, we're probably going to go another 20 minutes uh we'll get, yeah. we'll get you'll get a you'll get a 90 minute show today because listen i try i try to keep it low because people have lives so i'm very happy to get uh you know some important people here gaz i consider yourself to be in in incredibly important to the community and That's what a lie. You and I'm not important, but now you are you certainly are but clients listen, can wait i'm here having fun with boom well, you brought up something that's interesting. Now, I didn't, I, I didn't catch the show where you probably tore this to pieces. Um, and uh, look, I know that there's some people saying, "Hey, boom, you know, you really can't compare what Sony's doing to Xbox Game Pass." Uh, yes, you can. And if you don't, you're, you're just you're just dumb uh, because uh, uh, Jim Ryan, who who constantly does put his foot in his mouth said in an interview to gi.biz that we are currently in the process of creating an answer to Xbox Game Pass. Those are his exact words. So the service that you see in front of you is in fact made to give Xbox Game Pass a run for its money. And unfortunately, its shoelaces were left untied and now they're running without shoes because they fell off. This service uh, is a joke. Uh, yeah. No day and date is a joke. $3 more than Xbox Game Pass that offers day and date is even more hilarious. Everyone has heard my opinion. I think this is an epic fail. I don't care what anyone says. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking yeah. with it. But, uh, guys, I want to get yours. Is this a it fail is. for Sony? It, this was such a limp wristed attempt at even trying. This, see, I think it surprised everyone at just how bad it was because we heard the rumors and the rumors were funny because we thought, okay, there's the rumor mill, but if it turns out to be this, it'll be terrible. But it is because in what way they didn't even, it's such a lazy rebrand. They didn't even change the name. Spark because wasn't changed. Still PlayStation Now Plus Consolidated. It, every facet, it just, I mean, look, Ultimately, you know, people say, oh, they don't need to do. Well, of course they do. They're competing in this space. Why well, it's just as Microsoft has to deliver those single player of, you know, yes, uh, no, they're, they're, they're not off the hook. Games. Yeah, they're yeah, not off so, the hook yet. 
They're not off the hook. They get so you'll have a competitor that's offering vastly more value for money. Why is game? Why are backwards compat behind the most premium tier? Wait, the same guy Jim Ryan who said that no one cares about playing old games, he then is now that. announcing a C a service that has the highest tier, most expensive tier, has backwards compat streaming, not even natively locked behind that paywall. Does it make sense when the competition is doing it? As they are not only enhancing games, letting you do backwards combat for free. I don't understand. This is a this is a stupid business. And the people this you know generally get vexes me. I in many ways I find it funny because the source I've got free ammo for days. I can laugh at this and just make fun of it. But as a gamer <laughs> and as PlayStation uh, watching, I you know I game on PlayStation too. I'll be not so much now, but. It's just annoying that people will just accept this. And they, Sony know they can get away with it because their hardcore PlayStation fanboys will accept it. They've accepted it and they're ratified. They've ratified the $70 games. They've ratified this now by, by literally being receptive and saying, oh, yes, we don't want our quality to dilute. Where's your quality so far this gen to excuse this kind of poor pricing? It will change. They have themselves, like you said, Jim Ryan, with his interview with GameIndustry.biffs, said they have an answer for Game Pass. This is, isn't it? No. And, they, they, and then they've added a, a condition that, you know what, uh, in the future things will change. Because they know for a fact that yeah, it's Yeah, he left laughable. himself wiggle room for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Why do they leave themselves the wiggle room? Because they know this thing is a complete waste of time compared to Xbox Game Pass. Well, you know no what's interesting? There, there are two interesting points I want to grab your opinion on. Uh, first of all, you know, th they're all in on games as a service, right? We know they have mm -hmm. 10 in development, including the uh, J Jade Raymond-led uh, one that they just uh, purchased in Haven. Haven's now first party. Obviously, what they saw... And listen, Jade Raymond is an incredible developer. She's an incredible leader, and she has a pedigree that just doesn't quit. So that's a big signing, for uh oh, yeah. for playstation d make no mistake that's a big big deal but there are two I things so. here that's interesting um first of all and, and no one really talks about this uh only a few people few circles the 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 one of the things locked behind this paywall is cloud saves man i mean how that's many so people stupid. did you hear when uh when horizon was bricking systems and i read the numerous ones numerous posts i'm heartbroken I lost my 10 hours worth of save, but it's not just that. I lost all of my saves on my PlayStation because it bricked my console, and I don't have PlayStation Plus, so I, my, I have no cloud saves. And Sony's slick. They don't allow you to offload those saves to, like, a memory stick unless you jailbreak your console. And I know some people that have. So you're stuck getting PlayStation Plus. You're literally, that's the only reason why I've always kept it because I don't want, I mean, I've, I've had to reset my, my, my console several times for, yeah. you know, bricking situations mm -hmm. and I would have lost all of my saves. Now, granted, I play mostly on Xbox, but I did be, I, I did platinum Spider-Man. I'm one, uh, one trophy away from platinuming uh, Miles Morales. Uh, there's a few games that I've, I, I've really put a, an incredible amount of time on. So if I lost a save, well, I would never go back to that game. What are your yeah. thoughts on, on on them locking saves? That's just something I think. I think people need to be unanimous in calling that bit out because yeah. uh, you know that is doesn't make any sense. And I think Hargy in one of our shows he super chatted about the value in which they would cost us 
not prohibitive at all. The same thing applies to backwards combat, though, Boom, because if Sony were serious about being for the players, they mm. would have spent some money to make sure backwards combat works, not in the way that they're doing. And it's really like, it's just, I get it. Or like many of us are primarily Xbox fans, and a lot of it's payback for a last generation of being derided. But this has come to the point where there's a list, laundry list of just anti-gamer, anti-competitive measures here. The, this this is not a Sony that really is proving that it's for the gamers. And people's last bastion for this whole argument is those games quality. And I'm right now, I'm not really seeing that, especially when the competition won publisher of the year last year. What is your argument now? You know a game saves, you're going to tolerate that. Backwards compact, you're going to tolerate that. Subscription service that's more expensive and has this paywall and it's no nowhere near day and date you're going to tolerate that you're going to make excuses on behalf of jim ryan 70 pounds or 70 dollars for game price. it's just a laundry list of things that playstation is really not willing to forsake its model it wants to be the apple slash nintendo that it re- does not like game pass and the threat that it offers him. It wants to charge you more. It charges you for extra controller. You can't use your old controllers on your PlayStation and all that. And there's so many different things. It's just PlayStation need to fix up. And this generation, just like last generation, Xbox fans, mass exodus to PlayStation. They month, they voted with their wallet. And I was there. I was on national TV, told everyone buy a PlayStation instead of Xbox. Because... It's a gaming console first, not a jack of all trades and a master of none, like the, the Connect was with TV and entertainment and no exclusives. Yeah. TV, TV, now, TV, TV. Yeah. <laughs> now use the same energy, PlayStation guys. Demand yeah. better. Get Indeed. ask for better because we're all PlayStation gamers here too. Why should we have to tolerate mediocrity because you have your outdated arguments that you're so desperately clinging on to exclusives? in the grand scheme of things, just yeah, a you failure. Know, yeah, you know, Stupid. one of the things that I want to add to your conversation, you know, now that we're criticizing it and we have your full opinion on it, is, uh, you know, when you play a game uh, from 2001, when the Xbox, yeah. like Fusion Frenzy, it, it it's up-rest. It's uh, mm-hmm. running at 60 frames. Uh, it's, it's It looks like a new game. I hate yeah. to say this, folks. Uh, the $18 that they're going to charge you per month, you're going to get 700 games. But you're also going to get Twisted Metal 1 that looks like Twisted Metal 1 with no enhancements, no frame rate boosts, nothing. You're literally getting a ROM of the game. That's Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're, if they wanted to, they would fix that. If they the would, fans demanded they it, would. they yeah. would fix that. But they're not, and that's the problem. Uh, and, 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 and you know something? The only way uh, Jim Ryan is going to hear you is if – and see, that's the problem. Look, um, there are extremists on all platforms, and there are plenty of Xbox people that I will not interact with because they're so toxic that if I would be, then I would become a part of the problem, and I can't, I can't have that. I, I, you know, I, I just will not do that. So I don't interact mm-hmm. with them. But you know what? Sony fans, you got to ask for better. You know, look, look, look what happened last year when Microsoft tried to charge – 120 bucks for Xbox Live Gold. We all held their fires to the to, to, uh, their their feet to the fire, and 24 hours later, they less course than 24 hours, less than, less than 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah, insane so, that they did the U-turn. Thing is with Microsoft, and 
we've made it so with Microsoft and Xbox, you have to sit on their heads because you give them a little bit of leeway, they take the mic. With PlayStation, they've had a really good track record, great last gen, delivered on almost all fronts. You, Why don't gamers apply the same logic and call them to action instead of the PlayStation Nation? And it really is a thing. Uh, you may not be able to quantify it, but really you are seeing, look at the, look at the top content creators on the PlayStation space, you know, the big names there. And other than the quality of their stuff, which I won't comment on, they are routinely falling for the PR statement. Whereas with Xbox, everyone said, off, get your act together. And I just don't see that. And genuinely find it frustrating. I entered uh, the source is a satirical entertaining thing. That's fine. It's free ammo for me, but I will be honest. I was like, I don't want that. I will. I know Sony will re- will respond. PlayStation. Sony needs PlayStation to survive. They do. It's That's just correct. how stubborn they are that annoys me. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, J- Jim Ryan. You know, you may not. You may uh, dislike him, and I don't know why you would. I don't know him personally. He's a good businessman. Uh, there's a reason why he's in charge. Yeah. Uh, if you're un- unaware of what he did, well, he 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 took over for PlayStation in in the UK and in, in, in the EU. And he outdueled Xbox almost seven to one. So there, there, there's a reason why he's leading uh, SIE PlayStation right now. He's a very good businessman. He doesn't really, he's not that great on remembering things he said because he does kind of put his foot in it uh, more often than not, which gives people am- ammunition to say, hey, you know, you know, Lion Ryan is, is, is one of the hashtags, which is, <laughs> you know, not good. Um, but yeah. real quick, Drawn TJ drops an additional $10 super chat and says, when it comes back, he's talking about E3, all of us subscribers and fans and content creators should go out and have a big party. Indeed, we absolutely should. That would be great. One of the, one of the things that was more humbling, I, 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 wasn't, I was actually quite embarrassed. Um, I was walking and I was talking with, uh, I, I was hanging out with King. And we were on to we were going on to uh, a particular event, and someone heard me talking, and they said, "Hey, you're Mr. Boomstick. I know that voice anywhere. Can I get your autograph? Talking. Can I I take a picture with you? New York." New York, New York. I love that accent, New York. (laughs) And that's how they knew it was you. It's amazing, man. If someone came up to me, I was wearing a Source shirt, or someone on Xbox Live recognized me, because did I just play Halo with the Source? I was like, what? I'm not big enough at all for someone random to recognize me. Um, But that's amazing. If someone does that on a live event, I will cry actual tears. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's extremely humbling uh, to think that someone would actually know your voice. That's uh, amazing. Uh, again, I've, I've told this story a lot, but it's worthy of, of telling it again, Gaz, especially because you may not know it. Um, I tried my damnedest to get into Xbox Game uh, Fan Fest. I couldn't get in. I could not get in. And I've worked, I worked with Microsoft, and they just, I just couldn't get in. Well, don't you know, lo and behold, I get to L.A., and um, Gotham Guy, who has been a fan of the show, a friend of the program for many, 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 many years – uh, DMs me and says, hey, boom, Microsoft is going to call you because my plus one got hurt in the gym accident. So I'm going to give you my plus one to Xbox Fan Fest. And the rest is history. And that's when I, I like I'm getting amazing. goosebumps just talking about it. I mean, it's it's, it's, amazing. it's unbelievable to, to have that that's happen. Amazing. I'm incredibly lucky to have experience because Fan Fest was 
I mean, wow. They when I say they treat you like rock stars, and I say they talking about Microsoft, they really go all out. It was it was something else. Uh we yeah. have a draw, we have drawn TJ. Wow, dude, you dropped a lot of super chats, brother. Thank you so much for the generosity. He drops another five dollar super chat and says, My favorite RTS on the Xbox uh uh Command and Conquer three, Kane's Wrath. Uh, is up for uh, it's up res and has auto HDR. It never had that. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, I mean that's that's thanks to Phil and that incredible team over there. Uh, my favorite RTS uh, side, you know, sidebar um, is one that a lot of people don't even know about. Uh, it was Aliens versus Predator on the OG Xbox. It had all three campaigns. You plays the Marines, the Predator, and the Aliens, and it was dope as AF. Um, <laughs> I actually still have that game. I have one sealed and one brand new. The game is selling for three hundred dollars. What on eBay right now? And a sealed one probably double that. Uh, I because I, I saw it. I saw it like for five bucks, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy another one of these because why not? And yeah. it turns out that it's worth a lot of money. Uh, Colt Eastwood what? again, still in the chat. Colt, welcome, brother. I can't wait to get you here on this program in a couple of weeks. He just dropped a new video today on his channel, and obviously. What's the- Oh, you have watched? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't had members, to watch it. members can watch it early. I remember it. It's a really good video explaining the chip shortage. You have to watch it after this. Yeah, I definitely would check that out for sure. But listen, folks, that is your show. Gaz, thank you so much for not only being here, but thank you for giving the people that we had over 400 people here an extra half an hour to listen to the source. Listen, brother, you got to sell your brand. You got to tell people who want to support you, who want to give you, you know, get you to the next mark, 15,000, 20,000, 25,000, 50,000 subscribers is where we want to see Game On Daily. You and Asa do an incredible job. You guys are the perfect pair because you're like the odd couple. You are yeah. the, 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 you know, the one that is unpredictable, and he is very straight and narrow, and it just works. And you guys always have a great conversation. You always have incredible guests so by all means, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about GameOnDaily.com, where people can tune in and pre- not pretend that they work for you to steal codes. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Um, other than that, um, thank you so much, uh, Boom. It's been an absolute pleasure, and the time just went by flying. Um, I see you in chat, Anonymous. You pony um anyway uh thank you so much for watching <laughs> the show uh, gameondaily.com we have worked so hard on it please check it out we give away a free game code to anyone who leaves the best comment on the site wherever so just leave a comment on gameondaily.com it's an aggregating platform one day we will have the mobile app and then yeah. then the source will begin please check out our channel which is game on daily one word uh, we've got a whole host of videos if you don't know what the source is you can check check the playlist out and then probably drink some bleach to forget what you saw. Um, But yeah, honestly, (laughs) we all communities like overlap. I said our communities, the Xbox community, but I see so many. I see Kay Asante in the chat. I see everyone in the chat, so many names um, and really grateful for this community. I always thought I never, I was alien to podcasts until I started started watching RDX, started watching you. And then Colt did his own, the Iron Lords, all the communities, you guys are family. So one day for E3 comes back, 
We need you. We to definitely got to get together. I mean, take a giant, massive group picture. I got. I got. You saw the pictures of me, Colt, King oh, David. It was. It's. It's pretty cool, man. It was. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> no, um, and honestly, you are the community is everything. We are part of the same falafel. Uh, so please, thank you so much for checking it like out. Who doesn't like a delicious falafel? I, I love them. As a matter of fact, and with I love hummus, amazing. <laughs> yeah, hummus, not so much. But I. I but I have had what it. The and you're doing well there. I'm sorry, man. It's it's. I don't know why. I should love it. I love cream cheese. So why don't I love uh, hummus? I don't understand it. It's it's the weirdest thing. I have tried uh, the one the red pepper hummus, and I, it was good. It was it was quite enjoyable. Oh, that's nice. That's so nice. There you go. So yeah. I so, so there you go. I have been redeemed. There you go, ladies. And gentlemen. Yeah, you have. Listen. You're of course you're not. You've never been maligned. No, but honestly, <laughs> thank you so much. You're one of the hardest working and just not genuinely nice people in the space which is amazing you, considering i routinely want to punch people in the face all the time don't know how you manage it so well done well done for being a nice gentleman thank you so much for the invite thank you everyone in chat you guys are lovely it's been an yeah. absolute honor and a pleasure yeah it's great to have you here brother We're definitely going to get you back uh maybe after e3 to get your opinion on what yes. microsoft and whatever brought to the table uh folks real quick tomorrow morning's breakfast at boom 10 a.m eastern standard time we're going to be talking about the just-announced Max Payne 1 and 2 remake oh. coming from Remedy Games, the original creators. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a big deal to see how they handle it. It's not going to be like uh, Crossfire X, trust me, because Rockstar is uh, is paying for this. They're actually spending the money. So, listen, I don't know. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Remedy stan. I, I love their work. I love their storytelling. And they're just doing a remake, and now they have the money. They have a, a company because Smilegate is what funded Crossfire X, and Smilegate is yeah. a very small developer, and you know it, it is what it is. And we're also going to be talking about now, folks. Get ready for this. This is going to be this is going to be saucy. Get ready because I'm going to ruffle a few feathers here. Not only are we talking about Max Payne one and two remake, but we're talking about the just announced Unreal Engine five Tomb Raider. And that's coming by Crystal Dynamics. But I have an opinion. And I think it's going to be Xbox Series X exclusive. Because they did not say what console what? it was coming out for. And I, considering that, well, that's because that same team is currently working on Perfect Dark. I, listen, I've been saying this for a while. I think Crystal D is first party. They just haven't announced it yet or in the process of making it. Lots of sauce. Lots of sauce. So, yes, the next Tomb Raider, Xbox exclusive and PC exclusive. Sorry, Sony. I think that's happening. But tune in tomorrow to get my opinion and the rest of the gang. And uh, listen, thank you again for hanging out with us for 90 minutes. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for the Super Chats. And there were a lot of them that came in, the generous donors. Uh, we are going to be giving back this Easter, the uh, the, uh, the Friday before the Easter. Mrs. Boom and I are doing a $300 giveaway, four $50 gift cards, and four $25 gift cards. And all you got to do to win is just be in the chat and the picker We'll just pick your name and we will get you those codes to anywhere you want. Xbox, Nintendo, or PlayStation, you want it, we deliver it. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live.